Villains have invaded the Magic Kingdom, and it's your job to stop them. Sorcerers of the Magic Kingdom gives you an interactive game where you hunt down villains throughout Magic Kingdom. Join the DPI podcast as we detail this fun interactive experience. Hey everybody, it's Matt with the DPI Podcast. For those of you who have done everything at the Magic Kingdom and are looking for something new, Sorcerers of the Magic Kingdom might just be for you. It's not really my cup of tea, but what I'm going to do is I'm going to bring on Peter with Princesses and the Mouse Disney Travel, and he's going to lend some of his insights as him and his family have played it for years. Turn your Disney dream into a magical Disney vacation with Princesses and the Mouse Disney Travel. Hey, Peter. Um, so, Sorcerers of the Magic Kingdom, give us a little bit of information on this game. Okay, so there's a couple of things you have to talk about. First, you need to understand how and like how to start playing the game and where to get various things. Um, then you have to understand kind of where around the park to go. And the first thing that I think it's useful to start with is actually the cards, just because as people start to play this game, it becomes a bit confusing for them. So first of all, Sorcerer Magic Kingdom has different kind of criteria of cards. And here's just kind of what a card looks like. This is my family's binder of Sorcerers of the Magic Kingdom cards. Um, we used to have a big bulky binder, but it took up too much room in our daily backpack, the little drawstring backpacks we wear around the park. So now we got this little guy. And um, these are our Sorcerers of the Magic Kingdom cards. And so you can see as I kind of flip through, we've got all these different characters. There's even Flynn Rider, Mulan, and so on and so forth. So you can keep flipping through and I have my duplicates back here so that I can use them for trading or handing them to little kids who don't know as much about the game, just kind of brighten their day, um, give them some more cards. But as you flip through, you have these cards and these cards go from one through 22. Those are star cards. So I'll show you uh, kind of here. You can see the designation is down here at the bottom. So you have a little star there. So one through 22 are star cards, um, 23 through 40. So that would be in this area here. Um, these are moon cards. And then in 41 through 60, you get to planet cards. So you can see here Grumpy and his pickaxes are um, planet cards. And these cards, one through 60, have different kind of rare, but uh, like the star cards are the most rare and the planet cards are the least rare. But all of those cards come in the free packs that you get from Disney World. And I'm going to explain where to get those free packs in just one moment. But you can basically collect number one through number 60 without spending a dime on this game, which is really nice. So there are 60 different cards. Um, you can collect them by getting new packs, or you can collect them by trading with people around the park, like I just said. And I'll talk a little bit about trading at the end of this video. Then... You get to cards 61 through 70. And these, I don't even have all of these yet, um, but I'll show you a couple of them. So here's Ariel and Dumbo. They're 61 and 62. And what you see on their logo is a lightning bolt. These lightning bolt cards, the only way to get lightning bolt cards is to obtain them via a trade or by buying a Sorcerers of the Magic Kingdom booster pack that are sold in the Emporium, but then in other places around the park as well. 
And these booster packs are $15 and they include a game board, some game tokens, and a booster pack of cards that contain some moons, some planets, and some stars, but then they contain one lightning bolt card in it. And lightning bolts are really, really rare for that because they do cost money. It's one of the few cards that cost money, All right? Then, what, but what is nice about it, if you're going, oh, $15 just for one star card, but you also get this game board that lets you play Sorcerers of the Magic Kingdom at home. So it turns it into kind of a, a card game that you can play while you're not in the park. So that is nice. Um, then the last card type to talk about are the party cards, you know, which are kind of like a starburst. So you see here, it's got kind of like a burst logo. But these party cards are of the only time that they're available are at the parties at Magic Kingdom. So the not so scary Halloween party and the very merry Christmas party are the only times that you can have these cards. So like here was one Christmas party, here was the fall party, here's another falling Christmas party of the different years. Um, and those are slowly increasing in number. And if I go, I can tell you that we are currently on uh, number 16. So next year's cards, 17 will be the um, the Halloween party and 18 will be the Christmas party cards. And we don't really know what those are gonna look like. So that's what the cards are, just so you understand, one through 60 are free, 61 through 70 come from booster packs and then party cards, P1, P2, P3, those all come from those special event parties at Magic Kingdom. Awesome. So the cards themselves, you said that, you know, you get them for free. Where do you get started with the game? The first place that you have to go is the Red Firehouse on Main Street, USA. So when you come into the entrance of Magic Kingdom, you want to go under the left tunnel to the left side of the train station mound. And you'll find the Red Firehouse back towards the left-hand side of Town Square. And this is a nice view looking in to the Sorcerers of Magic Kingdom setup. So right straight ahead, you can see this portal. And that's what the portals are going to look like all around the Magic Kingdom. And then these lovely cast members are going to get you set up. And all you need is your Magic Band or Park Ticket. And what they'll do is they'll set you up on a quest. And then they'll take you back here and take you through a little bit of training but I'm gonna be explaining that process here in this portion of the video. So you go in, you start your quest, they're gonna send you out to a location. And I'm gonna go through the locations in just one moment. But when you get to that location, what you're gonna see is you're gonna see this little placard on the ground. And this is the Sorcerers of Magic Kingdom logo. You can see Sorcerers Magic Kingdom. And when you get to that logo, you're gonna be standing in front of a portal. And the portal will have a keyhole somewhere. And you're going to tap your magic band or park ticket to this little keyhole. And what it's going to do is it's going to activate the portal. And all of a sudden, an animation is going to show up. Now, the coolest part about this is you can be waiting in line behind somebody. They'll tap the portal. And let's say, in this case, it looks like Maleficent has shown up here. But then maybe you're not fighting Maleficent, okay? Maybe you're fighting Hades. And so you tap the portal and all of a sudden Hades shows up. 
right? So it's really, really neat because the computer, the portals aren't predetermined. It's all this inner working computer program that determines where you are and what quest you're on and what difficulty of quest that you're on, which I'll talk about here in just one moment as well. Now, if you get done with your villain, you're then going to be prompted to say, would you like to start another quest? And it'll take you to the next villain and then the next villain and then the next villain. And when you defeat all of the villains, you're going to get at the end this fantastic portal that says that you are a master sorcerer of the magic kingdom, which also entitles you to then go into the shop and purchase a pin that looks exactly like this emblem right here. Now you can purchase that at any time, but really I think you should earn it first. Okay. And that's how you play the game. Now you are naturally, when you get started in this, you're going to start at the basic level, which means that you don't have to care about the card types or what types of spells you're casting. There are then more advanced difficulties. There's a middle difficulty and an advanced difficulty where you have to actually pair up which villain you have and what card you're going to use. Because those cards that I showed you just a minute ago have different types of attacks. There's wishful attacks and strong attacks and quick attacks and gross attacks. And depending on the villain that you're facing on those upper levels, you have to pair the attack, otherwise your attack is pointless. You can also power up the cards so the cards get stronger and stronger as you use the same attack over and over. So if you keep using the Queen of Hearts strong attack, her attack's going to get stronger and stronger and stronger when trying to take out those villains at those more advanced levels. So even if you get done with this, you can keep playing this game over and over again. No, Peter, the game sounds really cool. A couple of things that really stuck out to me in that that opening section were, I think it's cool that the game has multiple levels and then that there also is a take-home feature of the game. I think that really increases the value of it because, you know, you think about somebody like us, we, we live in the Midwest, so we're not there a lot. You know, we might go a couple times a year. But to have something that we can bring home from the park and that we can play in our kitchen with our kids, I think that adds a lot of value to the game. So as we move forward, you know, you're talking about these portals. So I've seen them around the park, but how do you know where they are? Right. And uh, back to what you just said also. So like buying that expansion pack, you get a lightning bolt card, but then you also do get a different villain. So you can be trying to collect all the villains in those expansion packs as well, because maybe one pack has a, a Maleficent game board and then the next pack has a Hades game board and so on and so forth. So there are 10 villains in this game and you can hopefully try to get all of them in those expansion packs for that at-home game. Um, but right now you should be looking at a portion of the map that you will get. So right here's that red brick building I talked about, it says Sorcerer's Training. And when you pick up your first pack of cards and go through the training, you're going to receive this map. And this is just a nice picture of the full map unfolded. But the map is divided into four sections because Sorcerer of the Magic Kingdom happens in four distinct areas of the park. 
once you complete training, they're going to start your quest on Main Street USA just because you're right there. That way, if you have any additional questions, you can quickly come back. And you can see the locations marked on this map with the icons. So you've got one up by the train station, one in front of the Emporium. Then you've got some on the right side of the shops before you get up towards the Starbucks and everything else like that. This one's even a little bit sneaky. This one's in the art one and the portal is actually in a framed painting. So it's very difficult to find it in, in relation to all the other artwork that's hung on the walls. So they give you kind of a, a help that it's in this area of, of this art shop store, okay? So what you'll do is the, you go to the portal and you activate the portal, but that doesn't defeat the villain. You're gonna have to take on the henchmen first in order to get up to interacting with the villain. So you'll get a portal, you'll hold up your card, you'll interact with that henchman, and then it'll send you to the next portal. So maybe I'm here at the raindrops, and then it sends me to the four-leaf clover, and then it sends me to the swirled sun. And ultimately, I bounce around from portal to portal, portal to portal, until finally I defeat that first villain. And then it says, would you like to continue the game? And you say, yes. And it will then let you pick where in the park you want to go. So, for example, you could choose to do your next villain in Fantasyland. So, Fantasyland is an area of the park. Fantasyland is one of my favorite areas just because of how compact it is and how centralized in the park it is. So, I can quickly go play a, a real quick round of Sorcerers of the Magic Kingdom in Fantasyland and still be close to whatever I've got going on, reservations, fast passes, whatever. And so you can see here, we've got the shield, the crown, the star. We've got kind of like a title swirl and the frog. Um, the other two places in the park, just to show you those maps as well, Liberty Square and Frontierland along the rivers of the world, kind of lake area where the Liberty, um, where the, the Liberty Bell boat is? Yeah, I think that's what it's called. No, what's it called? Anyway, um, so then we've got these and you can kind of see them working their way from just to the left of Country Bear Jamboree all the way over. This is just to the right of the Harbor House restaurant. So Hall of Presidents is right over here and that's the farthest one. And then this one's kind of sneaky, the little wave one you have to go up the side path and you'll find it on the building of the boat dock to ride the boat around the rivers of the world, okay? Um, and then lastly, so we've got Fantasyland, we've got Liberty Square Frontierland, and then the last one that we're missing is Adventureland. And I cover Adventureland last on purpose. So you can see we go from the spider across from Swiss Family Treehouse, all the way over to this star, which is inside the back room of Tortuga Tavern. So Tortuga Tavern would be right here to the left of the order lines. You'll go through a doorway that'll bring you into the room. There's bathrooms back here. And the fireplace is a Sorcerer's of Magic Kingdom portal. And I bring this up last and on purpose because if you're just getting into Sorcerer's of the Magic Kingdom, you're going to collect your own cards. You're going to buy your own expansion packs. You're going to try to go to parties. But then if you want to really finish your deck, 
card trading is a real big thing in a, in a small group of people. And I bring up Tortuga Tavern because on most days you can find card traders sitting at the tables inside this room. So if you go into this room and you see the fireplace, look around because there will likely be people sitting with card binders of Sorcerers of the Magic Kingdom cards, and they might be willing to do exactly what I said. They might be willing to give you some of those free one through 60 cards. If you have a lightning bolt that you don't necessarily want, maybe you don't want Dumbo, you really want Ariel. So, or maybe you end up getting two Winnie the Poohs. You could trade one of them to those individuals if they are willing. And same with the party cards. Maybe you have a family of four that goes to the party. So now you've got four party cards. If you find those traders, you could potentially trade one of your extras for some party cards you didn't attend. I showed you a bunch of my party cards. I didn't go to all of those parties, right? And then if in-person trading is an option, Matt mentioned we're in the Midwest, you can join Facebook groups. I'm in multiple Sources of the Magic kingdom trading groups where you post what you have for trade or you post what you're looking for and you wait for the community of sorcerers of the magic kingdom players to come on and say hey i can make that happen for you and you set up mail trades and put them in card protectors and send them across with tracking just to show that you're on the up and up and it's on their way to them so sorcerers of the magic kingdom is is a great way to spend a busy day it's a great way to just spend time doing something else in Magic Kingdom. It's a fully immersive, really fun adventure that my family especially really enjoys. And again, it's a great way to beat the crowds and still be active and having fun. So, yeah, I think you explained it extremely well. And I just want to kind of finish up with, you know, this is one of those games where, again, it's really targeted at, children and being able to go around the park and explore different areas of the park if you look at where those portals are they're in some areas that you wouldn't necessarily spend time per se you know over by the fountain by the the riverboat you know those are areas that are kind of passed by when you're going from haunted mansion to big thunder mountain or something like that so you know it really brings into a, a lot a lot of new areas into the fold and into the mix so people can play with that so peter do you have anything else for us today no i just encourage you if you feel like you're running out of things to do or um, you find yourself there on those busy days head into that firehouse and just give this a try it's a lot of fun it's interactive Um, you'd be surprised all of a sudden you realize oh my gosh i've been walking around this park playing sorcerer's magic kingdom for three hours let's go get some food Um, It's a great game. Definitely recommend it. Thanks for joining us today. Thanks for tuning in. And hopefully I helped you get set up so that now when you go and they say, do you need training? You can be like, no, I don't need training. Just tell me where my first portal is. (laughs) All right. Thanks a lot, Peter. Hey guys, everybody have a good day.